Welcome to The Brownstone with Jara Monique. I'm your host, Jara, and this is the show where we explore how people experience and engage with different aspects of life from their varied perspectives, all while sharing some laughs, some gags, and some advice. On today's episode, we're talking about the artist. And joining me today will be my friend, Brittany. Hey, Britt. Hey. How are you? (laughs) Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me here on the the brownstone and our figurative stoop. (laughs) Virtual stoop. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good to see you. We were, um, before we hit record, I was just like, oh my God, we haven't seen each other in person since, oh my God, uh, since (laughs) quarantine started back in March. January, February. Yeah. So it's awesome to, uh, one be seeing you and then to just be having sharing this experience with you. So thank yes. you so much. Thank you. <laughs> so I like to start the show with a segment I call what's the meaning. And this is where we take a word that's related to today's topic or one just floating around in the zeitgeist. And we discuss what it means in relation to ourselves. And today's word is celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is a fun one. Um, so Britt, for you, like what does celebrity mean to you? Oddly, the word floating around for me is like infatuation, I'd say, is what's coming to mind with celebrity. Um, I just, yeah, I'm, it's really shifted, especially, I don't know, over the past few years with social media and things like that. So I guess now when I think of celebrity, I just think of Kardashian and obsession and, you know, paparazzi and all that kind of stuff. Like the word is sort of loaded with um, obsession to me. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. cause I didn't even think about that at all. <laughs> I don't think I necessarily would have a little bit ago, but more recently that's just sort of, yeah, the feeling I have of it. It's sort of an icky word at this point to me. Yeah. I think it definitely has become, I don't know, loaded with a lot of I think unpleasantness, like you said, or like, like, you, like obsession, infatuation, like, um, and <laughs> so funny you mentioned the, the Kardashians cause like, yeah, like that, uh, makes sense. And like that, like they are the face of new celebrity, I would yeah. say over the last like 10 years, especially, um, yeah. I think like for me, like I, I thought like, oh, celebrity, like I love celebrity and celebrity culture. This will be like such an easy thing for me to like describe but I also was like wait what is celebrity yeah it's different now it's different because I think there was a sort of elusiveness to celebrity I mean I remember in high school I would always get us magazine or people magazine and you know stars are just like us and we're all it was also mysterious so sort of we didn't have access to it and so I think there was a lot of glamour or just it just felt on a different echelon and now with social media it's sort of the opposite where we're watching people put on their makeup or we're learning everything about people and it so it has such a weird relationship to me at this point because it's not how it used to be with me the infatuation is maybe not there but I'm more curious about I guess not curious like because there's nothing to be curious about anymore almost it's strange it's like we're so overloaded with it now and that's something that I just truly feel social media shifted because now it's like they talk directly 
to us, right? Kind of, um, which is so different than it used to be. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like celebrity, like what I thought, like immediately fame, like famous, like that's what it meant. And like, like you said, it was it was elusive. Like it was something, you know, we all you know secretly, not so secretly, dreamed of and wanted to aspire to in some oh. way, you know. And it, but it felt like just a bit out of reach, right? Like like the the chosen yeah. few got to be like the, the celebrities and we yeah. all, yeah, like idolized them in some way. And for me, that was like primarily artists in some way, shape or form. So it was like actors, um, recording artists, performers, mm-hmm. and, and like people just specifically in entertainment. And I know like, I feel, well, I feel like growing up, like we didn't visualize like, political figures as celebrities like we didn't we didn't look at you know I don't know anything outside of the entertainment industry I feel as a celebrity like and now it can be anything literally (laughs) people become celebrities I mean I definitely I'm 31 now and I'm feeling that age difference now where I'm watching you know the VMAs or something and I don't even recognize who anybody is anymore and a lot of those new stars are celebrities from vlogging or social media or YouTube channels. And so like that has just become such a different part of it all because now those people are celebrities and yet our definition of celebrity, which I agree with is sort of famous artist, actor, you know, recording artist, that's not necessarily the mold anymore. And so it's sort of like, I don't want to say, oh, anybody could be a celebrity, but at the same time, there is that idea that you kind of could right from your just the privacy of your own home now so it's just like really shifted and um yeah I mean I definitely wanted to be a part of it too but then I also remember I don't know if you ever did this but being like but you know I wouldn't be that famous like I'd want to still be able to you know as if I'm designing my (laughs) celebrity as if anybody really has a choice in the matter like that but there was a distinction like well I don't want to be so famous that I can't you know go to the grocery store but as if anybody has a choice I'm laughing because that's I've had, I've said those literal words like yeah, we all where we're like okay we do want to live in the mansion but I don't want the paparazzi and and I'm just gonna be so down to earth. Like I'm yes. just not gonna, you know, I don't yes. need all the expensive fancy clothes. Like I just wanna be able to create. I just wanna be able to do mm-hmm. Oh my God. Because yeah. <laughs> I think that's also part of it is there's something unnatural about celebrity that kind of has always been and now maybe is even more highlighted. And you know, I went to acting school and I've known people um who have become famous or are considered celebrities and watching that trajectory has sort of been a little disheartening for me as well. Um, make me less interested in trying to get in there. Um, cause I just think it's an, an unnatural, it's an unnatural thing for people to have to figure out. Yeah. Um, and you become so like automatically disconnected in a way um, which I don't even think is people's faults, obviously, because that's just the way society has created it. But I think it's definitely like a really hard thing to especially be someone who feels like a down to earth person and then become a celebrity and figure out where the middle ground is and still want to relate to people on a human level. But because that's another thing, especially with 
just the past, you know, eight months of pandemic is watching people as these big celebrities sort of be like, oh my God, and just like you, quarantine. And we're all kind of like, um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't blame them because, you know, that's their reality. But um, it's a little warped. Yeah. No, definitely. Which I think, um, and I don't know that it's it's celebrity in itself that does that or like, like you said, our obsession with celebrity that, yes. that does that, that like drives people to that level of disconnect. Because like you mentioned, like, you know, these super huge celebrities, like they, they're not able to generally go about their day and just go to the supermarket, pick their kids up from school without yeah. being like hounded by paparazzi or watched or like us, you know, as the quote unquote fans of mm-hmm. set people, like constantly asking for just a little bit more, like just a little bit more, yeah. just a little bit more. And then, you know, we also collectively, like you said, can like turn on them on a dime. Like <laughs> It's crazy. It's really crazy because yeah. there's some, you know, cancellations I'm super down with. And then there's others where I'm so confused as to why or how we got there. And I just feel like, you know, I mean, for example, like I didn't watch Adele on SNL. Me neither. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all of a sudden I'm like looking on the internet. It's like, this sketch got attention and not for the right reasons. And this thing, got the, and I'm just like, oh my God, like, I don't know how anybody would feel comfortable even potentially putting themselves out there right now because they're just under such a microscope, which is not to excuse crappy behavior, obviously, but I do feel like, as you're saying, it's this double-edged sword where we're like asking for so much because we love them and then immediately like able to turn because like we hate them now and it's just very extreme. Yeah, it is. I feel like, I feel like it was, I mean, like, and I could be wrong because, you know, when you end up looking back, you always have like that sort of like nostalgic rose, you know, colored mm-hmm. glasses on. So I'm sure it probably wasn't this way for the actual celebrities who lived through it. But as you like you mentioned, like it, there was like a certain level of distance between us and the celebrities. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. It was like we knew a little bit like we knew their work primarily. Like right. that's what you know, brought us to them and what kept us coming back, like watching their projects, buying their music, whatever. But we didn't know much about like the inner workings of them, like unless they did a really intense interview. But even then, like... It was still curated, right? Like it was still either, um, you know, a talk show interview. That's sort of, I feel like where I personally would feel like I would get the most information about them is, is either the press conference things or the talk shows. And then, yeah, you know, get a magazine article but that was really it and now it's just crazy the ability to feel like we know them because we do I mean they're reporting everything like it's crazy so it's it's almost like maybe us coming from the more golden age of the 2000s of distance is what's making me now feel like celebrity is so obsession and intense is just because that was such a shift to actually get you know their opinion straight from the horse's mouth and like that mystery is gone now. Yeah. I think too, like, cause I was trying to like in my head, like as you speak, I'm like, I'm like, what caused that shift? Like, because I'm like, there's always been paparazzi in one, you know, some way, shape or form. And like you said, we, we grew up with us weekly and mm-hmm. people magazine, like those, you know, tabloid, whatever 
um, things have always existed. So I'm like, what changed? And I, and it like literally, I was like reality TV. Oh yeah. Changed everything. (laughs) So true. I mean, I was originally just going to say social media, but you're right that reality TV kind of predated social media. And it's true. Like that was the beginning. That's almost even more intense because it's like, it's real quote unquote, but then it's also still curated. Like all of it's curated basically is what I'm also coming to terms with because Lord knows, even though I'm not into being obsessed with celebrities, like I used to, there are days where it's two in the morning and I'm scrolling through like some random celebrities thing and watching their highlight reel. And it's just so crazy how you can get so sucked into it. Yeah. But then I'll feel bad or, you know, compare. And then it's like, it's curated. It's not necessarily real, but reality TV like kicked all of that off. Yeah, it did. And like, and I think it was like when, and there's, I mean, this sounds so terrible, but there are like tears to celebrity. I mean, Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know who created the tears, but they exist and I'm not judging anybody because I'm on the no, not same, the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm dying to get on the yeah. list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> same. So I'm thinking like, you know, I mean, when, uh, let's see, like the the Nick and the Nick Lachey and like Jessica Simpson uh-huh. really out. Like they were known, but they weren't like as wildly popular as say like Justin and Britney. Definitely not. That show I think catapulted not only like their careers going forward, and like she's like a gazillionaire. Like, oh, I know, <laughs> which is insane. But also like I think it made it acceptable for like I don't know for people who wanted to launch their careers to then go let's go the reality TV way because people want to see us being just like them. (laughs) And it's hilarious when it is someone on a, maybe farther down on the celebrity list. And I sometimes will see ads for certain reality shows. I'm like, who the hell is this? You know? And yet, so it's true. It's like anybody saying, Hey, I'm just like you, even though I already think that they're just like me. Sorry. Also, that's my dog and we might be. Hi, it's okay. We'll we'll have a special guest, guys. There's <laughs> really a lot of thoughts on celebrity, um, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 so weird, especially when I see shows like that where I'm like, but I don't even know who you are, so you are just like me in my opinion. But yet I'm watching you, and sometimes when they're doing really boring stuff on those kinds of shows, I'm just like, I don't have the attention span for it. No. I'm more of a reality like competition gal. I don't know that actually. I mean, I did love the Newlyweds when it came out, but that still feels like a different era of reality TV. Yeah, completely different. And I think like not in a good way. I'll I'll say that like I tend to be in the camp of people, and this is I mean, and this is like an annoying camp of people who who see you know who who watch these shows and just immediately just want to like lambast people about like like I can't believe they said that that is so dumb she is so dumb like I was I was that person I'm not gonna lie like yeah. um that's sort of what you did it for <laughs> I feel like that was part of it I mean yeah. also that makes me think of the simple life I mean that was the whole point of that show was just to go oh my god I can't believe it they're so stupid whatever you know and then it was a really successful reality show and that like catapulted a bunch of careers. And, but yeah, I think that when it first started, it was a lot more about like 
ragging on people, which I guess it still kind of is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's like, that's a really good point. Cause it kind of just showcases what a toxic relationship the quote unquote fans have with the celebrity and how, yeah. And I mean, where does that stem from that we're jealous or that we're like, we think it's bullshit. I mean, I don't know. It could be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you really nailed it. it it's like, there is a toxic relationship we have with celebrity. I don't, yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there is a healthy way to have a relationship to celebrity. Um, Cause it's always based yeah. on comparison ultimately. Yeah. yeah. This desire it's sort of like when I'm confronted with celebrity, it's a matter of me in my head going, okay, what do I want? What do I want? And I might not talk a ton about that, but I'll definitely talk about what I don't want about their lives. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it drives that sort of like uh, primitive feeling. In- it is primitive. It's yeah. very aggressive. Like yeah. strange. I mean, then, goes same with like when you're you know checking out at a grocery store and the tabloids are just heinous I mean heinous things they're saying about these people and like we're just casually looking at that also knowing that it's not real that's what's also really strange who in the world buys the National Enquirer (laughs) I mean I've always wondered that like and do they buy it as a joke, like reading Mad Magazine, or are they genuinely believe? Like, it's so strange to me how all yeah. of that exists, and how now, especially with the magazines, who I'm sure like can't even keep up because by the time they print a paparazzi photo, the celebrity has already like posted it on their Instagram. But I mean, the fact that anybody can say anything, and they're like, a source says she's pregnant, and we know it's not real, but we eat it up. We eat I it up. That's the thing. It's so weird. Yeah, because it's, I think it's, it's all like, it's, I, I mean, I'm sure it's all done on purpose, I'm sure. And there's like marketing geniuses behind all this. Um, but it's all done, I think, to build this false sense of intimacy between yes. us and the celebrity. So like, and you can't help but to look at those magazines when you're in line and they purposely put them right by the checkout. Oh, I know. No choice but yeah. to look at them. And like, and yeah, and you feel like you you know something that someone else doesn't know, even though it's being printed in this like national publication. Right. And like you said, by a unnamed source, and you're just like, what? And I which I remember at age you know fifteen being like, oh my god, they probably didn't say their name because they want to stay anonymous. And now I'm like, it was probably their coworker in the next cubicle. I mean, that's how ridiculous it can be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I used to think the same thing. I used to be like, oh wow, like it must have been a friend, but like they can't give their name. Yes. And now we know it's total horse crap. I mean, another thing though that I didn't know if I was going to admit, but like the one part of celebrity that I will admit I still have such a fascination about is celebrity children, which... Me too, but it's so like... I mean, obviously, so we met nannying for those listening. So maybe that's a part of it. But at the same time, I also have just always been obsessed with like, what do they look like? Like, what are they going to be like? And I understand, obviously, how invasive it is to get, you know, your children taking pictures and being harassed and all that stuff. Like, I don't support that. And yet I'm also like, but can I see what their kid looks like? (laughs) It's so bad. It is so bad. I I feel the exact same way. And I'm, you know, and like you mentioned, we both met because like we worked with children. So, and we worked, you know, nannying for like on the Upper East Side in the city, which, you know, is its own thing. So like we had like um, a taste of like the 
the the not talked about side of like the upper echelon, you know, of like what it means to actually be and live as a wealthy person and not be like a celebrity. And then you, you look on the, you know, the opposite side of like actual celebrities and I'm the same way. I'm always like, they should never be taking pictures of these kids, but also but also sometimes it's like because you know the new trend or i guess it has been a trend where celebrities will post pictures of their kids but put the emojis in front of their face and i'm like you gotta know this is making it even more enticing to try to figure out what they look like i don't know i always found that so weird like what is the point of you taking a picture of you, your husband, and your two, like, apple face emoji <laughs> children? It's super weird. And why even bother putting that picture out there? Like, it, and then it just makes me want to know what they look like more. Yeah. Whereas there are other celebrities that do post what their kids look like, and I'm not scouring the internet. I mean, I sound like a total freak right now, but I mean, there are certain Instagrams that are about like celebrity kids. I'm always like, oh my God, I wish I could incognito look at this because I feel like such a freak, but I'm like, I want to know what they look like. Yeah, no, it's true. I feel like, um, and it's weird because like we said, it creates a false sense of intimacy that like you actually know the celebrity. So like, I I remember seeing, um, and this is so random, but it was like a picture of like Gwen Stefani's kids. And like, I remember when she gave birth to them and that is so weird to say because like I do not know her personally but I remember when she had those babies and then I'm like oh my god look how grown up they are like they're they're, they're like almost about to become teenagers I'm like we're getting so old and I'm texting my friend and I'm like what you know this lady but it's so true that's also it is like I'll have a thought where I'll think about oh my god what about this person's kid they must be like 15 now and then I'll want to know what they look like and so I can have that moment too of being like, oh my God, they're so old. We've got, and it's like, we don't even know them. But I don't know that there's a way to be a celebrity and escape the need for people, or not even the need, but you're right. Like the intimacy that's sort of created. Yeah. Then when we feel that intimacy and sort of want to know more, then we like can't, it's, it's so confusing. And the whole thing is just fake. Like It is, it's fake and like, and it goes to like other aspects. Like we want to know about their relationships. We want to know about their mm-hmm. marriages. We want to know about like yeah. their closest friendships. Like we want to know like what sort of milk do you use? We want to know the most asinine things. I don't know. Yeah. To sort of like, I don't know, to like create a fuller picture of these people. But it's like for what purpose? Like- right. <laughs> I think it's also the idea that they must know more or no better like we trust their opinion and then when you really break it down like why do we trust their opinion because they have more money because they have more exposure like and that's so true though like oh if you know one celebrity likes this type of almond milk it will probably sell out nationwide and then you think about it, it's like but what do, what are what are, what do they like we don't know their taste buds maybe i will hate it but yet we just cling to it like and it's interesting you mentioned the thing about um politics and celebrity because like at this point like aoc is like huge celebrity that i can get really down with because mm-hmm. doing great stuff and i'm a huge fan and it's crazy because she went on um, Vogue this summer and like did her makeup. And I just remember being like, this is so different that now it's like this like really young, but like really influential member of the United States government is like doing a video about her makeup. And like, I don't even really know if that's 
empowering or invasive. Like, I don't really know how I feel about it. All I know though, is that like she put on her lipstick and it like sold out on Amazon within like a minute. And that's just goes to show like, what is that? Like, we want to be closer. Do we want to be them? Like, why is her lip color going to match everybody else's? Like, it's so weird. Yeah. I think you literally just hit the nail on the head. We want to be them. We want to yeah. be them. It's like, we feel like we will yeah. the same shade of lip color, like that shade of lip color. We want to be them. You said it exactly. And I think a lot of like the pushback, the negative pushback that we as quote unquote fans or whatever of these people that we, we give them so much is, is due to that jealousy of like wanting that life or wanting that status. I think it's the status that we want because I mean, for me growing up, like, if you were a celebrity, I sort of attached it to like, you were incredibly talented mm-hmm. and like what it must be and feel like to, to be that talented and to be able to like make a living off of that. Like, that's what I large, like largely idolized was like, wow, like listen to that voice, like what it must feel like to sing like that, like, you know, or like even act. And like, for me, I was like, could I do that? could I be that special? Like I have that amount of specialness inside of me. And, and I think we all like, you know, we want to feel special. We want, we want the, the, it's like also the idea that we could not only have the talent, but be recognized for the talent. Yes. Recognize. Yes. Recognizing of the talent is so huge. I mean, do you feel that way still where like you equate it with talent? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's not anymore. It's just not. I'm sorry. And I don't even be that from a place of judgment because like, no, but it's, it's just different. It doesn't mean the same thing because now with like things going viral, like that can create your fame. And it's like, it might not have to do with talent at all. Like it's, yeah, it really feels so different now. Yeah. And I think it's because like you said, like with the advent of social media and like all these new apps constantly coming out and like, people just being able to utilize them. And I mean, it's creating different levels of talent because I will say like millennials and, and younger generation Z, Zennials, I don't know what they're called. Sorry guys. Uh, I always just say Gen Z. Gen Z, sorry y'all, Gen Z. Um, like they have incredibly innovative, I would say like editing skills. The, the way yeah. they understand technology is in a way that like I'll never be able to understand technology yeah. and utilize it um, the way in which they do. So I will say it is birthed like a different type of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and this talent has been able to help propel so many of them to a sort of fame, I, yeah. I guess, or at least to wealth, certainly. Um, and I think it feels more attainable because we all have phones now and we mm-hmm. all can download an app and we all, you know, can Google how to use TikTok or whatever. Like, <laughs> so it's, I would have to do if I was going to try. Yeah. And then <laughs> me too, me too, which I refuse to download it for that reason. Um, <laughs> and it's also too, like we've, we've managed to try to replicate celebrity within our own circle and sphere with social media. So like, we'll have our personal stories with our close friends and we'll be, you know, yeah. like no tea, no shade, but like, does anybody care that like, I know, like, no, (laughs) no. And that's such a harsh reality sometimes when, you know, cause, and that's the thing. It's all based on likes and comments and stuff. So I don't know if it's happened to you, but you've 
sometimes I've like posted something that I really love or it's, you know, but I'm feeling like, Ooh, I'm a little vulnerable. Cause like, I don't know, is this too much or too little, like whatever. And then it doesn't get anything or it doesn't really get the, the recognition that I was hoping for. And then I'm like, Oh my God, do I delete it? Like I'm ashamed. Like it's just so intense. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we all want the recognition. Like, yeah. We all want it, whether we can admit to it or not. Like, I know a few people who, um, not many, who just don't have any social media. And I'm yeah. just like, wow. Like, how yeah. like, power do you possess? Okay, Gandhi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. <laughs> to, to, like, you don't even have, like, what I call, like, a lurker account. Like, uh, like Ooh, see, you know, I've like, never gotten into that. And, like, my, I've heard it as, like, a Finsta um, as well, like a fake Yeah, Insta. yeah. Um, and I, I've never done it but I've definitely could see the appeal of it yeah like especially with stories you don't want to be shown as the one looking at it sometimes exactly but like some people just don't have any of it I have a couple of friends like that which I think is it's great and yet there are also times when I feel a little disconnected because of that um in terms of being able to like share stuff because that's the part I do really enjoy is the sharing of things yeah, I think so. I, I mean, it is, I'm not like knocking social media because like, obviously I utilize it to do this podcast. Like you utilize it. We'll talk more to do, you know, your, your Etsy shop and your creative work. And like, yeah. of course it's a huge help. And like, we're not saying we don't want the recognition. We want it. Please like yeah. our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that evolved. Like, please, please like our stuff. Um, yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a personal struggle. Like yeah. that's the thing. It's like we do want the recognition, but it's hard to have balance. Like it's because it's it's constantly evolving, and it's a lot about what you as the individual choose to how you choose to participate, and that could be really hard for me at least. Like to find the balance and to feel, and there's always like you could always be doing less, but you could always be doing more. And there's always going to be someone right at your fingertips that is doing the most. And that's why I actually like, I don't follow any celebrities or any actors that I admire because it just, it was like, it's too much for me. Like I, I miss the distance to be honest. And maybe that's just cause that's like how we grew up, but mm-hmm. I, I don't necessarily want to like check in every day and see how you made your bread. I just want to see your movie and <laughs> maybe read an article about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so hilarious that you made your bread because everyone's a chef now. Everyone's a baker now. I mean, yeah, I feel the same way. Like I go through periods where like I'll unfollow all celebrities and then slowly start following them back again and then unfollow and then follow back. Love it. We all have such weird like (laughs) behaviors on these freaking phones. It's so accurate. Like I love hearing you say that because it's, I just, I really feel that. Yeah. Yeah. you're like forget it I don't need this this isn't good for me and then you do it and then you're like but actually like okay okay yeah I'm gonna just try it and then all of a sudden you're like crap I have to do this all over again (laughs) what is that what is that about it I don't know it is so like powerful in that way somehow it's creepy almost yeah and I've and I've oh my god literally what you said I had I've had those exact conversations and I think it depends on where we are in our personal lives, mentally, emotionally, yes. that um, will influence our relationship to celebrity in a way. Cause like, you know, like you said, like I was doing a lot of comparison 
And I was feeling so shitty about myself. Like, why haven't I done a fraction of these things that they've done? And then I also was like, why do I care so much what they're doing? I was like, this person does not know me. They don't know how I'm doing. They don't give a shit. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, they literally don't care about my day to day. So why am I so focused on what the hell they're doing? And yeah. So that made me like do the huge unfollow. And then slowly, I don't know whether you get bored, you get curious. I don't know what it is, but then you slowly gravitate back to it. Um, and I found for me, like, I, now I, now I look and I, and I just look with like, I don't know, like you, like you said, a sort of dis- detachment, like a healthy detachment where like, I'm curious, but I'm not overly curious. Like, yeah. you know, and I also, um, I think too, it's because it, I'm like, I'm getting frustrated a little bit with celebrity now. And I don't know, it's because of the way like music has changed, like the industries have changed so much where like, it's literally almost never about like the actual work, like oh yeah, creative yeah. work that they do, but it's always about everything else they're trying to sell us that yeah. pisses me off that yeah. I'm like, Please, I don't want your cookbook. I don't want your sheet set. I don't want your perfume. <laughs> I know everyone is like a houseware line or like a skincare thing. And it's true. And it's also like, you know, I follow, you know, or like in, in just in the culture, I follow actors more than anybody, mm-hmm. I guess. And I think it was Adam Driver had a quote about how at this point acting as an, as a professional actor, it's like 5% acting and 95% talking about acting or like talking about what you're going to do. And it's, and I think that then that translates to like social media stuff because it's like people, a lot of like, none of the actors are really like acting on their Instagram. They're being themselves or talking about their projects or whatever. And it really does get to a point where it's, it's kind of like, well, what am I even listening to here? And like, as you said, you don't know them. I don't know you. So like, I'm not seeing you act and I don't actually know you. So in a way I'm just sort of like, it becomes where it's like, are we all just so fascinated how like everybody else lives? Like, sure. But doesn't that get old? And it really does at a certain point. Cause it's yeah. like, well, I'm not living my life. I'm sitting on the couch watching your life and you're kind of doing the same boring crap that I'm doing. So, I mean, especially during the quarantine is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Cause I think that also was the great equalizer. We were all quarantining differently, but it's like at a certain point, yeah, you can't go outside either. So why am I watching you do the same crap over and over? It becomes really um mind numbing <laughs> yeah yeah because it's like um redundant almost and like and and I'm not like you know I don't mean to knock celebrities like that's just the nature of yeah of it and the machine and like they they all like I don't know for good or bad like are part of it because like it's part of their career it's part of just you know I don't know the burden of being famous I guess but I it's it's so weird. It's just like, I kind of, like you said, like, I mean, and I guess that's my fault. Cause I could just unfollow all of them, but like wish there was, you know, that level of separation again, where it's like, I actually don't want to know you. Like, I, yeah. it, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's not good to know, you know, it's sort of that idea of like, don't meet your heroes. Cause you'll realize they're just people. And basically, I, especially Instagram has really made, celebrities that have it like a just a person at a a certain point yeah 
Yeah, which, uh, yeah, which uh, I don't know. I don't think it's. It doesn't make me feel good. I'm not like comforted exactly. by the fact that these. Exactly. I'm like I, I want to go back to the days where I was like, "You're just like me. You're eating a sandwich." How Us Weekly reported or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't know what's gonna happen going forward, but I feel it's like there'll be a shift again. I feel like it'll be a shift again. Yeah, like especially now, like you know, we don't know how long this will go on for. Like, there's no longer movie releases. There's no longer like. Um, Broadway yeah. shut down like so it's it's like it's it's kind of sad <laughs> I know this the movie thing really got me because even just yesterday I was on the couch like you know what I would love to do on this rainy day is just go to a movie I miss going to the movies so much yeah me too but um yes yeah, so I guess I think it'll I think it will look different like post quarantine I think we'll see another shift and I think we'll we'll probably be able to have this conversation again and like talk about like what the new celebrity has been um, or will be, or yeah. maybe it won't be any celebrity at all. Because I, um, I think especially when all the protests started happening and gaining a lot of traction and um, especially in regards to like black lives matters here in the States. And like, I don't know when we started looking to our celebrities for like their political input and like, Definitely then, I would say. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is about us that like, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm including myself, but I like, I wanted to know their stance as well. I wanted to be like, yes. you know, I support you. I, I give money to your, to your art or whatever. Yeah. Do you think black lives matter? Like, I yeah. <laughs> and if you don't want to explicitly state that that's saying something and I, that's changing my opinion immediately yeah Yeah. it's such an immediate thing and even now with the election you know it's not it's not ever how it was like to there is there is no room for not taking a stance because that's taking a stance Mm -hmm. in a direction like I don't agree with so it's just so interesting because that's also like you said really shifted celebrity because a lot of people were able to be like I'm not um political or whatever the excuses and it just like has reached a boiling point where it's like that is a huge factor and it is a huge factor it's sort of like oh you wanted to show us everything about your lives and we watched and now you don't want to talk about this one thing and so now that plays into how we support how we you know, even like tune in. So it definitely, I think you're right. Like is everything has shifted is going to continue to shift. Um, and maybe like some celebrities will decide like they don't want to be that exposed anymore. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think that's what, I think that's what is going to happen. And because, and and it sounds contradictory, like, like I, I don't, want celebrities to be political leaders like that's not what I'm looking for yeah. I, don't, I don't you know like I don't need you to decide my politics for me like right. I don't you know in essence care like if you're voting you know red or blue or whatever but I do want to know like your principles like mm-hmm. I want to know your values because then like you said then I'm going to make a decision about where I'm putting my support because mm-hmm. I don't share those same values as you and I feel like you know we're all entitled to to be allowed to make those choices, you know, like, um, but yeah, I, and I, and I saw that, I think it made me reflect on my own relationship to celebrity because I had idolized so many people. Yeah. And I was like, again, like we said, like, you don't know them. What are you doing? Like, what makes them better than you? Why do you think they're better than you or like more, 
you feel like, you know, they're more worthy of the success yes. that they have. And it's like, that's not how it works here. Like, but it also is how society has created it. I mean, it's like, in my, I always think about how like all of the richest celebrities are the ones that always get the free meals and the free swag bags and the free everything. And it's like, so in a way we, we know for a fact that like they are worthier, like they will get the special treatment. Like they are more like their name will jump to the top of the list, not in every scenario, but like in a lot. And that's like hard to reckon with too, because that takes a lot of sort of like strength as a person to be like, that's constructed. That's not important because it feels important because that's truly how like society has told us it works yeah you're absolutely right and like that just made me think of like remember in the beginning where like all these celebrities were coming out because they had tested positive for like coronavirus and we were all like how did you get a test right (laughs) we're still like trying to understand how anything worked and they're already like quarantining with like the best medical attention it just was so bizarre yeah and it was especially like Tom Hanks being like, nothing to worry about here. And it's like, maybe that wasn't the right narrative because it's actually like a horrifying disaster. But we're like watching the celebrities like in their mansions quarantining. It's so true. Yeah. And I think it just, a further example, I think we've used celebrity to kind of, um, and like like we mentioned, like I feel like this is done on purpose by like marketing, whatever, you know, the, the big business to sort of hide classism here in the States. Yes. Like we're all like looking up to them and exemplifying them and don't even realize like (laughs) the classist model that we are (laughs) sorting that we're just like, they're up there and we're down here and we're just constantly looking up going one day that could be me. I hope that could be me. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? No. Like, like, so we can like buy more crap and like work exactly (laughs) crap that will make us better or what it's just all like this capitalist nightmare oh my god just selling us shit that's all they're all selling selling us us the jeans selling us their fucking lip fillers selling (laughs) oh my god all that like ooh, that's also like i know like the last thing i'll say about new celebrity is like botox and stuff was for like quote unquote older celebrities when we were growing up and now I'm seeing like 20 somethings getting Botox and like that part of celebrity has gotten so bizarre because it's like essentially body modification that it just keeps getting younger and younger and younger like that was that's been a huge shift is to watch how like Botox in particular was this thing that was like oh god like the older ladies are getting Botox and now it's just like 20 like 22 year olds being like yeah I get Botox it's preventative and I'm like what reality are we living in right now I I hate that part of it like that's what makes it so easy for me to sort of like condemn the newer reality and like why I have such like nasty feelings about it is because I just feel like it's going to like a really dark place yeah yeah no you I think you hit the nail on the head like and like when you were saying that like like in my head I just thought I'm like oh my god like we're creating this like one uniform type of body totally uniform type of look like like what are we just like preparing ourselves to assimilate into like you know like why why are we doing that Mm mm-hmm why is that necessary? I don't know. I mean, we're all like low key brainwashed with stuff now. Yeah. Like you can't even begin to understand what this technology has done and the yeah. algorithm, like it's horrifying. <laughs> so, I mean, that's sometimes I cut myself some slack and be like, we're part of a really big, weird thing. 
um, which is like the price you pay for trying to sell your stuff on Instagram, honestly, like as a small business or just as like a, you know, artist who's trying to gain more traction. And that's what I hate about it is that there doesn't really seem to be a space for people that like want to, you know, just artist, but like you have to sort of like play this game with it and it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, it is. And then like, but again, you know, please uh, follow us and like, (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm like, just wait till the next segment where we talk about all this stuff. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it sucks that we have to do it with this platform. Like there are days where I'm doing stuff on social media and especially with the current, with the pandemic, it's like you, I really was forced to utilize that as the way to like have a business which I wasn't expecting to do it like that and there's just a lot of days where it's hard because I don't want to be pushy and I just want to like show my stuff and then I'm learning all about like well if people don't do this this and this then your things aren't even going to show up and it just sort of feels like this game that's like stacked against you if you're not prepared to like plug in in the morning and like unplug at night and just all day be on it doing stuff. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I'm and I'm trying to figure out how to do that, but it's hard because it doesn't feel authentic to me mm-hmm. and like I want to build an authentic platform like yes. just you know, want to create a space where I can be myself and like everyone who interacts with the space can be themselves, but like you said you are sort of forced to push a narrative yeah. to get engagement in order to then, you know, further expand and you're also especially like if you're doing a small business, like this is part of your livelihood as well, right? Like this is, it becomes about survival. So then you're doing it. Yeah. And it's, it's insane. Like, and it's all in one space, all of these emotions and all of these things is all in this like one space. Yeah. I think like, and I'm not saying obviously like not get rid of people, but like, like if we can just (laughs) like celebrity, like the notion of celebrity, I feel like it would be much better for all of us. And like as a society, because I don't know. I'm just trying to think, like you said, like, especially about like small business people or people who are, you know, trying to work for themselves. And I think that's like the new goal we all have now is like less attaining celebrity, more so of like, how can I work for myself? Because I'm tired of working for other people. Yes. And so we might be replicating their model in order to do that because they've all turned themselves into a small business. Mm hmm. Like almost every single one of them. <laughs> That's a really good point. There's always something else. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you know, it's, I feel like I keep hearing this, like have multiple streams of revenue and like mm-hmm. <laughs> diversify yeah. your portfolio. <laughs> like what? Yeah. But I mean, I guess it's true because they're like, they are all doing it. And yeah. so we're trying to replicate that on a much smaller level, but it's a little hard when like they're casting such big nets and um and this and I'm thinking particularly of like OnlyFans was like a thing that oh, was, yeah. like, you know specifically for like artists and creatives and then it became something that sex workers used to um especially during quarantine to yes. you know still be able to make a living and do it yeah. safely which yeah. honestly is like awesome and hopefully you know everything is above board and everyone's doing it because they want to but we right. know not how the world works but um but then like celebrities ended up Yeah, how successful you know, yeah, everyday people were ruining it in literally one day, and then yeah, decide to join OnlyFans to post their fucking selfies. Yeah, and that's gonna get the recognition anyways on any platform, and then creating 
And then it was like, yeah, that thing, that was all so disappointing to hear. Yeah. yeah. Such a good point too. Cause it's like, that's where it really pisses me off because it's like, you're trying to sell yourself as someone who's like down to earth and then you're ruining something that is the livelihood of people and the safety, as you were saying, that was such a huge thing was like the safety and sort of the empowerment to be able to actually like do this and make money for this profession that's already like stigmatized for no reason. And it's just, yeah, it's like, it's that idea. And I think that's, I mean, I'm speaking on behalf of celebrities, which is so stupid because who knows, but I will say that like, it really feels like there's this struggle within celebrities to like show that they're still just people, but because they are never treated like that anymore and have lived for so many years, like in this like higher class, as you were saying, they don't understand that they don't, they're not even going to be able to, to empathize or understand like what it is like to be a like normal person. But then they're like, some people are striving to show that they really are. And it's like, pick a side because you can't get to be both. And that's, what's annoying. Right. And like, that's reminds me of what happened with OnlyFans, where it's like, you're trying to pretend like you're just one of the people. And yet you've ruined this thing. And like, not really just taken ownership of the fact that like you don't understand what it is like for someone who's using this as like their only lifeline. Yeah. It's yeah, that's exactly it. And, and it's, it, it's disheartening. It's disappointing. It, it just made like, I think for me, it just reinforced the notion. I'm like, we just, we need to do away with it because it is just not working anymore. And obviously I feel like people, everyone should be able to make a living doing what they love. Like I, I want that for everyone, you know, cause I feel like we'll just be a happier society, a happier collective as a whole. But, um, but it doesn't have to be this like space where like a, only a few majority of people get to have it all. Yeah. And then the rest of us are like scrambling or fighting against each other for the scraps. It's like, what? But anyway, that's celebrity. <laughs> too real. It's all yeah. too real. <laughs> I know that took a darker turn than I thought it would take. I mean, we got a freaking celebrity as the president right now. Like, oh, it's you're right. Real. Like, it's real, though. Like, I think, you know, it's all just, it's all too real. By the time this comes out, the election will be I over. Know, it'll be over. Oof, that's scary to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be praying, 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 praying. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to head to our first break, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are now headed to our main topic discussion known as the stoop. And this is where we get real, put our satin bonnets on, as I always say, take our bras off (laughs) and get comfortable. And as I mentioned, today we're talking about the artist and not that weird ass James Franco movie, but like Uh, actual (laughs) artist. (laughs) So, um, Britt, yeah, like what drew you to the arts and to you know, eventually like becoming an actor. So it's interesting because, so I went to school for acting in college and a lot of people in my class were people that had stories that started with, oh, I always knew I was going to be an actor since I was a little kid, or maybe I did some acting as a kid or something like that. And it wasn't really something I actually um, got super into until I was like 15. So it was like later on, 
Um, I took like an act, I'd always taken like acting classes here and there, but then it, I think it was, yeah, I was around 15, I took an acting class, really loved it. I auditioned for, you know, the school play and I got like a tiny little part. I was super excited. And then my high school actually did competitive theater, which is as intense and dorky as it sounds. So yeah, it was like every year we had to present a 45 minute play or like a cutting of a play and we would compete with it. And there were all these rules and it was very dramatic and a lot of like weird rituals that happened on these days and it was crazy. So that really got me super into it. I'm a very competitive person. Um, and so then that's, that really like got, yeah, that got me really into it. And then I honestly don't even remember when I decided to go to school for it. Um, I asked my mom the other day because I was curious and mm. he was like, yeah, you just came home and were like, I think I want to, um, you know, go to school for acting. I was obviously really lucky to have parents that supported that. Cause I know that's not always the case, but then, yeah, I went to college for it. Um, it was like a conservatory program. So it was really intense, like doing it all the time, but it was great. I was a sponge. I was like so new that I soaked it all up. You know, I didn't have any like judgment on it. And then from there, I just sort of decided, like, was I going to go to New York or L.A. when I graduated? Um, and I actually chose L.A., didn't love it. So then really? I, yeah, it was not for me. I was like, the, that was the first time I really had a gut feeling about something. Um, and everyone was like, you need to wait it out. You need to wait it out. And I just realized, like, I don't want to be here. So then I saved up and moved to New York. And that was, like, eight and a half years ago now. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's just been quite the journey to try to be a professional actor, um, which is, I don't, it's, it's, it's interesting because that's something that's also always been hard is, you know, every time I tell someone I'm an actor, the first thing they ask is like, have I seen you in anything? And I always just want to be like, it seems like you haven't. Cause <laughs> if you did, you probably remember, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did you see this? Like, student film like obviously not um so yeah it's just been a crazy journey to be like what does it mean to be an actor like can I give myself that permission and title does someone else like kind of goes back to the celebrity thing like is it about someone recognizing me or like having that recognition or um just you know I I've been here so long. I've never gotten an agent. I've been in stuff that I've, you know, gotten just from myself. But what I really shifted to the past couple of years was doing um, one woman shows okay. that I've created. Um, and then I just recently like completed a web series with like my partner who wrote it. And so I guess I'm more now in the field of like creating for myself or creating my own work. Okay. Which is extremely fulfilling but also then lends itself to like so now what like what do I do with this stuff kind of thing yeah, yeah. wow that's so interesting thank you for for sharing that because like I wasn't like I obviously know that you're like an actor and I've seen yeah. one of your one woman shows so um but I didn't know like that was your backstory and how you kind of like naturally came to it yeah and, yeah which I think is like one is a beautiful thing and like I'm glad that there are I mean I and I don't know, because I don't know, like, the whole story, but it, it doesn't seem like there's, like, a lot of turmoil, like, involved in, like... Well, yeah, I mean, I am an actor after all, so there's a fair yeah. <laughs> But I think it's also just about, um, you know, finding the right community. Something I left out was, um, like, a few, 
few years back, actually like longer than that at this point, um, I started doing improv in New York, which okay. was great. And that's where I feel like I really opened up as an actor um, and became a better auditioner and stuff like that, which was very helpful. But also it, I really found like a new community of people that just inspired me. And that's like actually what led me to start creating my own work was just sort of like being in that community of people who I feel like, I mean, here's the thing, improv, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh God, improv, because everyone's yeah. been to a terrible improv show and <laughs> I've been in it, terrible improv shows. I've watched them, like nobody loves terrible improv. Um, but it's also like, there's a certain group of, there's just so many facets in that world. And um, the, the community I was able to find was like, like-minded creatives that enjoyed doing that but also were like doing that in addition to other stuff and I think that was what was so inspiring was like seeing people that were just constantly creating to kind of like see what would stick um and that's sort of where it was just like the perfect meeting point for me because I was in a position where I was going out for like auditions for crappy things that I would work my ass off and not get paid or like really work really hard and I would never even see the footage and stuff like that. And then it just really gets to a point where it's like, I want to be in stuff that I'm proud of. I want to be in stuff that I feel like actually showcases my talent. And so, yeah, it's like, then you got to create, create your own stuff. Um, but I guess now what I have a hard time with is like, I have created these things and it still feels so hard to get my foot in the door. Mm. Um, I mean, as weird as it sounds, when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, it almost was like a relief because especially in the last like year, I had really slowed down on the, in terms of like the actual like hustling part of it and like trying to get myself in front of the right casting directors and all that stuff. I really had slowed down. And then when everything stopped, it was sort of like, whew, I'm glad I didn't just pour my whole soul into that for the past year, you know, which is like a weird way to think of it. But it just was <laughs> so kind of polarizing to be like, holy shit, like this could all stop at a moment's notice, which it did. Yeah. And it was sort of like, damn, like I'm kind of relieved that I didn't, you know, yeah. not waste my time. But at the same time, it was like, I was really in a position of trying to crack into the, to the biz and like to have it all shut down has been really crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's, I mean, I, I don't know, but it seems like one of the most difficult things to, you know, like you said, crack into the biz or like get your foot in the door, um, yeah. in a way that like you can make a living off of so oh, yeah. doing acting. And not that I mean like there aren't acting, you know, opportunities available because like obviously, you know, especially in cities like New York City or um, LA, like there are huge art centers, like huge art hubs. So like mm -hmm. there's always kind of work being done, but like whether or not you'll be able to make a living off of that and be able to dedicate yourself solely to your craft and like working on it and perfecting it, like that's another thing as well. So like, and that could be, I feel like incredibly hard, incredibly disheartening. Like one, I... I think you're so incredibly brave. And I feel that way about like you, like all other actors, my friend Rochelle is an actor as well. And I think like, wow, like to constantly make yourself vulnerable in doing these auditions and even doing like improv, like improv scares the shit out of me. It's scary. It's for sure. Scary. <laughs> Especially because when I mentioned those terrible shows, like to be in those terrible shows, like, <laughs> it's more 
works for us, (laughs) as torturous as it might be to sit through it, like to be on stage and know it's going terribly is like one of the most harsh feelings ever. Yeah, girl, I can't even imagine because like, I I feel like I see improv as like a, a very like insulated community because it's, it is such, oh my God, it is such... I don't know if it's hard, but it seems hard. Like I, it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. I yeah. still think that stand up is the scariest thing oh, anybody. Yeah. yeah. So that like lives a little bit scarier than improv, yeah. but like it, improv is pretty freaking scary. Yeah, it gets jabby, and like anybody who like does it, I'm like, wow, like you, you're amazing because I get like secondhand embarrassment from just watching people. Oh yeah. Like, shit on yeah. TV. So like I. <laughs> imagine but I mean that's also part of like my journey and like being always been like afraid to like really put myself out there and just let go of like control but um because I I was um drawn to acting as well when I was younger and we had that whole conversation about celebrity and both of us you know envisioning that for ourselves so like you know um and acting was definitely one of the things where I thought like wow the power to just change yourself and be able to tell stories Mm -hmm. felt so powerful to me and like I was so drawn to that like the ability to live a thousand lives Mm. like I love that just through acting I was like what and they pay you to do it and then you know you kind of like idealize everything and then as I got older oops sorry there's my co-host here oh he's he's seconding what I'm saying um and I find it especially brave that you at 15 were like I really want to get into this because I feel like for me, that's when I hit like almost the peak of my self-consciousness mm-hmm. like as a teenager. Yeah. And the perception of, you know, that other people had of me was yeah. like so tantamount and like, and what I thought and how I acted. And so like, I would, um, I was in like drama class in like high school and stuff. And then when it came time to like try out for the plays, I, I was so afraid. I was too afraid to do it. Yeah. And, um, and I always like wish I would have, pushed myself to have that level of fearlessness because I think what you guys do takes a lot of fearlessness not to say you're unafraid right to step past that fear and you know and pursue something that you're really passionate about and like give it your all and like have to tap into so many different emotions depending on what the character needs even if it's just to be like funny like right you know how hard it is to be funny, funny on purpose on or like purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough like that's so that's so much pressure yeah i um i heard patricia arquette the actress talking about like her journey one time and she said something that always really like stuck with me which is she said like at a certain point in her 20s she realized that her job was to just be brave and to just walk in and be brave in whatever situation it was. And that was something that really stuck with me because with all the rejection and how many times I've auditioned and not gotten it. And, you know, it's hard to walk away with something that feels tangible, like as an accomplishment, but then that's what I sort of started to say is like, just be brave, just go in there and do it. And at the very least, like you were brave that day. Um, but it's been a while. I mean, especially now with, um, the pandemic, it's like, I, I, I'm sure the next time I audition, like, I will be so nervous. Um, It's easier to tape stuff, which I haven't even really been indulging in that much either. But it's like to, it's so crazy. Like, I I just get the chills even thinking about having to walk into an audition room. Like, I, I hate it. Like, I mean, you got to figure out a way to get into it. But like, it's definitely, definitely a lot. And it's something that is, is 
I'm trying to reckon with is like, how much time do I want to dedicate? And like, if you, if the answer is not a hundred percent, it's really hard to like figure out a path, you know? Yeah. But I think what you've done is beautiful. And I feel like a lot more artists are going to be doing this and taking this initiative of having to create their own path because the path that we know in our heads of like, you know, you get your big break, you get that one role that just like transforms everything and catapults you into like this celebrity status and you'll be having your pick of the roles and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I don't think that's how it's really ever going to work again. That's not how most working actors live their lives. That's what's so crazy to realize is like, because people have always asked me that distinction, like, well, do you want to be famous or do you just want to be a working actor? And like, I've always just wanted to be a working actor. And that in itself is like a really tall order. And I've had many professionals tell me like, you also got to have a side gig. And it's like kind of hard to, to reckon with that as an adult of like, wow, okay, so even if I'm successful in this thing, I want to be successful and like, I probably won't be able to support myself with just that. Yeah, yeah. kind of a, you know, sad reality. I think it's also, it's funny because it, it honestly makes me laugh thinking about how many speakers I saw in in college that were successful that half of their spiel was like, don't do this or like know that it's impossible. And like, it's so easy at 20 to be like, totally. Oh my God, this is impossible. I can't wait to do it. And then as you know, now it's like, I'm 31. I'm like, oof, crap. They were right. Like, holy shit. You know, it's just, um, it's so weird. Yeah. It's something that I, yeah. So it's like specifically with pandemic, I know a lot of other actors who are self-taping or trying to like make, you know, Zoom, uh, not Zoom, but like, we're kind of like, we'll do like Zoom shows or now, like I have a good friend who's like, she's really trying to do TikTok. And it's like, those are the moments that are really hard. Cause I'm like, I do not want to do it. Yeah. So I've let myself not do it thus far. Um, and I, have like a different creative outlet right now with like visual art stuff that has been great um but then it's hard because then I do see people that are engaging in this like new pandemic world and I feel that like pang of like jealousy but then I also get real with myself and I'm like I just don't want to create that way right now yeah yeah I think it's like we kind of mentioned before like being able to live authentically Mm -hmm. and like if you were to do that like and you gain like traction and follows and stuff, would you at the end of the day be happy? Right. You know, and it's, and it's hard. What even is that as an art form? Like, that's the thing. It is because people have made it. It's this new medium, but sometimes that's where I don't get it. Cause I'm like the people who are now like the TikTok stars who do do little like vignettes and like little sketches or even just one person, like, you know, impressions or whatever. I'm always like so impressed by that. And then I'm like, but then what? Like, are people getting roles based on this? It doesn't really seem like that's the case. Or like, there can be people with millions of TikTok followers who are getting their impressions shared left and right. But then I'm like, does that, is that translating to like anything within the industry further? It's, and I don't think that it is. So it's just really difficult to navigate all of that right now. Yeah. I think like there's been a few people that I follow that I've seen like, take their 
skits and I, not on TikTok because I'm not on TikTok, but like on Instagram. But I think it's because what they ended up doing was almost like marketing their personalities. Right. Like through marketing their personalities or just exposing people to their personalities, we're able to then navigate that into a space where they got like actual like acting work. But I was also like, how many people is that out of like the millions of us who are, you know, producing that kind of content? But then like I think about TikTok, like you said, I'm like, like who can work at that level for years in producing that much content? Like if yeah, if you're if you're not on there for a few days, like you're out, you know, or like you're, you're going to lose thousands of people's interest and things like that. And then another thing is like, I, I'm down to market my personality for like casting stuff in the audition room. Like I understand how important it is for, you know, people who want to work with you to know you. And like, that was definitely something like learning that people just want to see characters that are close to you, like to understand who you are. Like that was a concept that really took me a long time to fully understand, especially coming from acting school. But it's like, but no, I could play like this Russian person, you know? And they're like, no, we just want to know like, what are, what is your type? And that was always hard to grapple with, but like, I'm really understanding that now. However, it's like, I also don't want to have it be like people discovering me on social media because I'm like you said, marketing my personality. Like that is something. And it kind of goes back again to the celebrity thing. Like I want there to be a distance. Like I really value my privacy. I still have a private Instagram account like for myself. And I've never really had that as like an act. Like I don't have an actor account and that's something that everyone's like, you got to do it. And I'm like, I just, oof, but I really don't want to. So that's sort of where I'm at is it's like, is that really enough to like take me out of the running? And if it is, then like, I guess I'm kind of coming to peace with that because I really do not want to be that exposed personally. Like I'm happy to have my YouTube channel or my website, like that's enough. But like my actual, like, I don't feel comfortable having like my sketches next to like pictures of me at my birthday or something like I don't I want there to be that separation you know and it all feels like one one thing now with especially the pandemic like it really feels like whatever you can put in front of a screen as yourself is what's going to get you I don't know but that's the thing not work not work not work it's still you creating. So it's really yeah. crazy. Yeah. I think it's just like, it gets you the follows and the engagement that you can then maybe take with you in an audition room and say, totally. I have, you know, 5,000 or however many thousand followers. And if you put me in your, your work, like this is how many people that I can reach. And like, and it's unfortunate because like that doesn't speak to your talent. It doesn't speak to your work ethic. Like it doesn't really speak to like what you can bring as an artist to a project other than like actual, like an actual like audience, I guess, which is where like, it seems the focus is more on like pulling in the audience Mm -hmm. as opposed to like the actual work in itself. And like you and I kind of started to have this conversation of like, you know, like if like, does it count if there is no audience then like, You know, like is if the tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, yeah, like did it fall? Like I, I don't know. (laughs) You could easily put out us, not easily, but like I'm saying, people release music, and there's a more of an understanding of like I don't know who the audience is per se, but I'm putting it out here. But it's like I always think about like I'm always so jealous of people who can, you know, 
play their instrument in the subway and like make money that I know that's not like a ton of money, but just to have that option of like performing there. Like, can you imagine if I went into the subway and was like dramatic monologues, like, <laughs> like a, a hat out for cash, everyone would be like, get the hell out of here. Like, it's so weird with acting how it sort of feels like the one art form where you can't just create to create. I mean, obviously it's easier now because we can film everything, but even still that art form to me in particular, like requires an audience almost. Mm. Or it's like, you can make a painting and obviously like it's, you know, you want people to view it, but it's like, it's, it's a, it's a creation. It's like tangible. And, you know, with music, I just feel like you can have a completed song and it feels like tangible or you, with acting, I feel like there's just always this different thing about like the need for an audience, or at least that's how I've always perceived it. And so it's, mm. I'm down to like make work that I know I will perform in front of people, but it's a little different for me, just this idea of like making something and like releasing it out into the ether and like hoping yeah. it will kind of stick somewhere. Okay. That's, that is interesting then. So then it kind of brings me back to a point that you'd mentioned earlier then. So like, do you still perceive yourself as an actor, even if you're not actively acting? Like, cause I, for me, I say yes, but like, yeah, you have a different- I do. And the reason that I do in the weird like way that I've come to terms with like that whole idea, um, is like, cause I feel like I have enough stuff under my belt to show for it which is again like kind of a controversial way to think about it because I also know people that call themselves actors that like don't have anything that they feel like they can tangibly show and they I'm I'm down with like anybody to call themselves whatever they want but it for me personally I didn't feel like as comfortable saying I'm an actor without having the like checklist of like because I've done this this and this and that I almost feel like comes from me having said I'm an actor and people asking always like, what have you done? Like, what are you doing? So it wasn't until I really started doing the one woman shows that I started to feel like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Like I'm an actor. Boom. I've been doing this. I'm doing this. And, but I don't know that if I like, for example, I was talking about this web series that her and I like co-produced and he wrote it and I was in it and we're editing it ourselves and all of this stuff that like, that's coming out soon or whenever with that makes me feel even better saying like, Oh, I'm an actor. I'm working on this web series. Mm -hmm. Once that web series comes out, if I don't have anything new, like, will I feel as comfortable? Like, I don't know. It's really weird how it to me is sort of depends on having this, like something to prove that I am. Yeah. And I don't feel like, you know, that sort of pressure maybe exists in like other industries other than like the, the creative arts I think because like yeah. if someone says I'm a teacher and they, even if they're retired we don't question that they're right. <laughs> a teacher like, we're just like okay and we're like, really like whose taxes <laughs> have you done like it's so weird yeah how everyone feels like they have this ability to like validate or invalidate someone saying that they're whatever type of artist that it is yeah. and I get so frustrated with people like ragging on the arts or acting like it's not a valuable career when like let's look at pandemic for example like what's everybody doing like watching tv watching movies listening to music like people aren't you know people need entertainment it's mm -hmm. something that is like pretty much a part of our daily lives in some capacity and then yet people are like always trying to like catch someone as an artist, like barely being an artist or something. And it's just so weird because without the arts, like it would be a really dark world. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I feel like, I mean, it's necessary. It provides 
different sort of context that provides, you know, community provides art and beauty and all these things, but also, um, I don't know, it helps us, I think, think critically see things with a lot of, you know, nuance and differences that we wouldn't be able to see before, or even express ourselves in ways that we didn't think we could, but yeah. someone else has managed to do. And I feel like it's so vital and so necessary. And I wish that like, we'd all been given the opportunity to embrace like whatever um, artistic attributes we, we may have had, which isn't Ooh. always the case, sadly. Um, it's been sort of like, you know, deemed as, like you said, like a lot of people, you know, oh, you want to be an actor? You want to be this? Like, how are you going to make a living? How are you going to do, you know, it gets deemed as like, you won't be able to survive if you do that. But it, but it's life-saving work. Yes, yes. <laughs> Especially, I mean, how many times have, you know, I got been going through a really hard time and a really, really dark space and like a show or an album or a movie or something that just like provides some peace or like a change in perspective or like yeah. something that's like comforting. Like there's no comfort similar to what like an artistic comfort can provide in my experience. And it's also something that like brings people together and, you know, if I always feel like if you can't like, if you're in a conversation with someone and it's going nowhere, you know, people are like, what movies have you seen? Like, let's, you know, it's just a way to kind of like find common interests and how connective can it be when you find someone who like knows that weird niche thing that you love in the arts and just museums, like all kinds of stuff that center around the arts. And it's just, it really is super powerful. And like, yeah, I think, you know, people, cause then there's this other aspect where like, you know, then there's hospital workers and, you know, frontline, all the people on the front lines during this thing where you're like, okay, well, they really got <laughs> the jobs that are life-changing, right? Yeah. But yet the arts is something that has always existed. It will continue to exist if humanity continue. You know, it's like, it really is so important. So it's really hard to like find your space, but it is sad that a lot of people who meet artists, like, automatically approach from this idea where it's like, well, they're full of bullshit, you know? And it's like, but why, why is that the vibe? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it goes back to celebrity, like we said, and like that wanting to attain it, wanting to be like it. And then in turn, you know, judging it because we're judging ourselves. So yeah. I think when people do that, you know, like, well, what have you written or what have you done? I think it's, it's from a place of like, you know, I, I wish I could do, that and I that or like you think you're better than me sometimes yeah, it's yeah. Like, believe me I don't like I definitely don't I just want to like do this thing and yeah I think it's also a weird space to be in where I genuinely like I personally do feel I'm a talented actor and it's weird that it's like hard to say that sometimes because then I'm like oh god but I feel and it's like just like any other job, as you're saying, we wouldn't like think a lawyer is full of themselves to be like, I'm a damn good lawyer. You know, you hear that all the time and we're like, yeah, you are. But then when someone's like, I'm a good actor, people are like, oh God, like. Fool yourself, aren't you? You're like, yes. And it's like, <laughs> why can't I have pride in what I'm doing? Or like, why, who, like, who decided that that person was a good lawyer? Like, was it because like many people had told them or was it just because they had won enough cases? Like, it's just, it, it's like, what is the criteria to determine that? And it's mainly going to probably be something that comes from yourself, but it really does feel like 
there's this weird arrogance or something to say that I'm a good actor, you know, or like I need it to be validated. And that's something that I have cut the shit with. Cause I, I do feel like straight up, I'm telling you I'm a good actor and I am, you know, like I, I'm not going to then sit there and be like, because of X, Y, and Z, like take my word for it. Come see my shit. Like I'm good. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I, and I think you should feel that way. And I think you should say that. And I think you don't need to qualify it with anything. Like I'm a good actor. Yeah. Because why? Like, because you are, because you're naturally talented and also because you've worked for it. You've studied, right. like you've done the work. Like that's the other thing too. And not that I've, really, I've also met people who are extremely talented without an acting degree, but it's also like, I did it for four freaking years. I studied it. Like everybody else studies their crap. So like, yeah, yeah I spent a ton of time on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like, I like that you, it's kind of like taking back your power almost yes. a little bit and like reclaiming it and not seeking outside validation, which within like that sort of career space as artists is, it's almost like impossible to not do. Yeah. Because so much oh, yeah. of your, I mean, I still crave the validation. Yeah, yeah. Like, because so much of your work requires <laughs> en- engagement, right? Like, you want to know, do you like it? Like, um, yeah. and I, oh my God, I feel that on such like a visceral level because I went to school for creative writing and um, for years, even now, like people are like, oh, what, you know, what do you do? Like, I, I would never call myself a writer. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like I had to process over time of like, why not? And it's, yeah. and I was just like, well, I don't do it consistently and I don't have anything published and blah, 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 blah. Like, what am I going to have them read, you know, like the poems I wrote in undergrad and it's like, so fucking what? Yeah. Like, you like yes, because you did that and they're probably great. Like, it, that's what's so crazy. Or even just how you said, because I'm not published and it's like, but do you have other stuff? Like, yeah. do have you written something? Like, yeah. you know, it's the other thing that's crazy is like, so much of being an actor or a writer or anything is like you get a job, a job, and then you're unemployed. So it's like even like Jennifer Aniston has periods of unemployment, but because you know what I mean? And it's like that is just a part of what the job is, regardless of high, how high up you are. Like even the best authors, if they don't have the next idea for the book, if they're not doing anything, like they're f- facing a period of unemployment. That's just like the creative process and when you try to like monetize the creative process it doesn't it doesn't really like apply the same way it does to other jobs because there's not that same thing like yeah you're absolutely right and like and that's what's hard for people to understand so I think there's always this idea of like are you out of work now and it's like yes because that is how the career is like I didn't make the rules like there's no like acting firm that like you're on retainer even when you're not acting like no I guess you could say that's about like theater troops but like you know what I'm saying it's just there's and that's the same thing with writers with with performers singers anything that is like artistic in that way because you also like something I've really come to terms with too is the creative process and how that is not something that can be forced you can practice you can make time and all of that which is super important but like there's just there's not always going to be creativity at your disposal and like in terms of when I'm you know writing these one woman shows there's like I I call it the rumination process it's like I'm thinking about it and that's fucking valid. Okay. Like that's what I hate too is it's like, well, what have you written? It's like, I don't know yet because I'm not forcing it. It's like, it's creative. It's not like something that 
can I can open a book and it's there. Like I have to create it and imagine it. So like for me, that was something that I just like decided as part of my process. I have like a two to three month rumination process on a show where I just think about it and I it's in the eat like it's in my brain and like stuff like that where a lot of times people want to like they don't want to validate that or they want to act like that is something that is you being lazy like it's just so weird how much people crave artists to be lazy pieces of shit and it's like that's not the case it's just that it can't be forced and when it is forced that's like season 10 of a sitcom and nobody likes season 10 of a sitcom. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like you see what happens when creativity is forced and it's usually not pretty. Yeah. Oh my God. Brittany, I'm stealing that. The rumination process. Oh yeah. Let's I'm formalize the rumination <laughs> process, but it's true. It's yes. like, yes. that is so valid and important. And yeah. like, that is part of what is being creative. And like, I think especially for people that are not, I can't remember which brain is what, but like the the people that are not the creative brain, I think it's hard to understand that like creativity is something that like flows through creative people, but doesn't always, isn't always accessible in the way that we want it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, oh man, that's so, you're so right. That is... It's so nice because now I feel like a sense of almost peace and like allowing myself to be okay with that because like you said like you feel like sometimes if you're not producing then you're not doing anything sorry man. no he agrees i feel like every time i speak he's <laughs> signing what i say <laughs> i'm like thank you for uh <laughs> that but i i definitely think so there's a pressure to constantly produce right you say you're an artist and then create art where's the art but it's like the majority of that process takes place in like a space you can't see it's just in yeah. a mental space of like constantly imagining constantly creating constantly trying to work out how something might appear and then finally having like it's and it's and it's like this weird combination of things you can't even describe but it's just like yeah the you time can't, you cannot like, like predict it yeah it just has to be right because <laughs> how many times has it been like you're working on something whatever it is and you can't crack it you don't know and then all of a sudden it's like two in the morning and you have, you spend like two hours and all of a sudden it flows out of you and you're like, Oh my God, this is incredible. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And then you're like, great. Wake up the next day, ready to, Oh wait, it's not here now. Like now what do I do? Like I've just learned to be more patient. And like, obviously there are people that are like, I've been working on this for 12 years. And you're like, okay, maybe you want to put, you know, pen to paper at some point, but at the same time, (laughs) like, it's just, it, it, it can't, it can't be, it can be like, you know, ushered in, but it cannot be forced, at least for me. And what I've learned too is like, there needs to be space for creativity, which is what I think a lot of us creatives who have the side hustle that we don't necessarily have a passion for, it's really hard because then we're like, okay, like I'm working, I have to make money. So I'm free to be creative from like eight to 9 PM. And it's like, it's probably never going to happen like that you're not going to be creative then. Whereas if you have the whole day to wait for the creativity and stuff, like then you might then get a good two, three hours of work, but because you had like eight hours free, it's so hard. Like I remember when I first moved to New York, I was working like three jobs and then I was trying to like take acting class and do this stuff. And I would literally like in my planner be like, okay, I have like a 30 minute break. Like make sure you're like looking for monologues during, and it's like, 
I'm not going to feel good about doing that then. Like it's not going to happen. So that's the other thing that's hard with creativity is it takes space. And yet everyone wants to make sure we're like making money and working our day jobs, but yet then we don't really have the opportunity to create as much. Exactly. You need, you need freedom to create. Yes. Freedom. And it's like physical, mental, emotional freedom. Like, like you said, if you're constantly worried about making it to the next job, being able to pay your bills, being able to survive, how are you going to have the space and the momentum to even think of another sort of life or, or create or be in that space to allow creativity to happen or, you know, anything to come to you. And wow, that's a really great point. And I think maybe a lot of people who are listening and feel like, you know, not feel like, but who are artists and who are creatives, like give yourself some grace, I would say, because it's so not easy. And like the way our society is set up doesn't really allow the space for us to just be as free as we need to be in order to, you know, take the time to actually, you know, create. And obviously I feel like there are things that we can do where, where they say like honing your, your skill, not honing your skills, but like certain tools you can develop to help you um, access that creativity, you know, more often, like the more you do it, they say, the more sometimes it comes to you. Yeah. Like I've always been guilty of like, people are like, you want to be a writer, then just start writing, you know, and just write a little bit every day. And I've always been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm to it, but like now. It may not also be your process. Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. That's what's really hard is like, everything is so subjective with the arts that like, sometimes things will adhere to you, but they're, it's false to claim that like one way of working is going to work for all artists. Like that's just stupid. So although it might work for a ton of people, like that just might not be your thing. And that's what I think we just don't have enough space for. And I wish that we did is like acknowledging that, like, I mean, if you're just making the decision to create art, like that in itself is actually pretty brave. And also like, you're trying, you're trying something. And a lot of people see it like, as we were talking about indulgent or somehow lazy or something. And like, I just don't, I I'm so sick of that being the vibe. It feels like everyone's such a hypocrite who does that because then they go home and turn on their TV and play their records. And I'm like, guess what? Those people are artists. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like you're, you're disqualified if you're not within that stratosphere of like fame, which is like, which is not the majority. That is the minority of people. Everyone else who is a a working artist is, is not a celebrity. Like they are literally out there working um, on their craft and probably have additional jobs, but they're doing the behind the scenes stuff. Like they're running the theater or they're creating the costumes or like, you know, like it's the things that we kind of take for granted. And like, you know, especially in America, dude, because In other countries, there's tons of funding for arts in certain countries. And like, I've, you know, even that Parasite, the movie that just won, it was like, mm-hmm. I was so taken aback because like, out there was a slide either in the beginning or the end that was like, you know, like partially funded by like South Korea's government essentially is what it was saying. And it was like, you know, it's just crazy that there are a lot of places that like value the arts and understand that it's like an important role within a society and like that's another thing that I have to remind myself of it's like just because America doesn't do that doesn't mean that like globally the arts are not recognized or supported and like you know it's just you can make really great things with the right encouragement and and funding and that's the thing that really sucks about creating your own work is like the funding aspect of it Mm -hmm. and then again I feel like reaching out to try to like 
get money then again feels like this selfish act and there's always this pressure to make like to assure people like you will be entertained and that's a hard thing to promise when you don't you know it's just it's, yeah. it's kind of um yeah i mean obviously it's not the norm that the arts are recognized globally but i do just try to remind myself sometimes too that like the frustration or the stigma attached to it in America specifically, like that's also another constructed thing that that's not like a truth. Like just because we as a society in America, like view artists as this sort of struggling narrative and, you know, selfish or I don't know, there's a lot of like negative things associated with artists as a job. And so I try to remind myself like that that's not everywhere, you know? Yeah, no, that's true. And I think, yeah, there's like, um, my friend said this, um, my friend Joshua was like, he's also an actor, but like when I was doing the podcast and I was like worried about like, you know, is, is my voice valid? What I have to say, like who wants to hear it or whatever. And he just was like, okay, cut that out. Like just strip that narrative, like completely from your thought process. Cause he was just like, whoever needs to hear it, will hear it. Whoever yeah. needs to resonate with it will resonate with. And I think that's what like, you know, a lot of us like take for granted is like, we, we, we kind of want that, you know, bigger push and we want things to be big, of course, because you work so hard for something and you believe in it and you want to see that recognized yeah. and that recognition. But, you know, um, he was saying like, it, it will find its audience. And I feel like that's the same with like everyone's sort of creative endeavor. Like it will yeah. find its audience if you just let it, and it may not be the audience you anticipated, you know, like you said, like it may just be on an international scale. It may be uh, a certain other, you know, niche of people, like you said, who are just like, you know, become obsessed with the, what you specifically do, what yeah. you specifically bring to the table, which is like great. And I feel like, you know, we, I guess we, that's what we're seeing in like social media. I was <laughs> just going to bring it back and like, and therein lies the good part of social yeah. media. Like, <laughs> you can find an audience Potentially. I mean, it's so much work, like, but you potentially can. And it's interesting because so the side hustle that I've been doing during pandemic, and I know we were going to talk about it anyways, but like I make um, collage art and I do collages on journals because I'm a big journaler. And it's something I did for years, giving gifts to people, making my own. And people kept saying, you got to make a business. And so when the pandemic hit, I was actually like opening the business to do like craft fairs and in-person stuff. And then when it hit, I'm like, oh shit, now I got to like do this through social media. And it's so interesting to see like how much easier, it's still exhausting, but I'm able to be on Instagram so much more and like promote myself so much more because it's like now this tangible piece of art that I'm promoting, which again, kind of like leads me to have that thing about like why I do feel like acting is a little bit different and weird as an art form, because it's mm -hmm. really just when you want to promote it, it's yourself. It's yourself Whereas, yeah. like, it's easier for me personally to promote like a product I've created and like made and feel like attached to versus me just talking about like myself. Yeah. But I do feel like, you know, I've only had it open now for like seven or eight months, but I've met different artists through it, through like social media and just people that really like my work resonated with and stuff like that, where it actually can be a cool community too. Um, and it is really, really nice to have that opportunity. 
Yeah, no, I think it's, um, and well, one, I will say I have two of Brit's journals. Um, <laughs> one is with me right now. Yes! I'm, <laughs> I'm using it uh, to keep my, my podcast up all in one place. Um, Cause I, I do like, for me, there's something about like the actual feeling of putting a pen or a pencil. Cause I like to use pencil. I'm a weirdo. Ooh. Um, paper. Yeah. I love that. I always wonder, I'm a big pen gal myself and I'm always like, does anybody write in pencil? I do. I love that. I love that. Like, there's a lot of times where then I write in pen and I do that like scribble. Yes. And like, oh, this page is ruined and I'm like, wow, it would have been better with a pencil, but I'm always worried about like it. Um, smudging something off or something yeah yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do sometimes uh smudge but we do that with pen too because I'm a lefty so oh, I, okay you're I, screwed either way same so as yeah well. I'm used to it just going over my words but I don't know if it's like the feeling of being able to erase things brings me comfort <laughs> yeah which is nice but either way I'm a, I'm a big pen to paper or like pencil paper whatever yeah. like I'm a paper person yeah yeah there's something I think about seeing your ideas, seeing your thoughts on paper that, um, helps me, I don't know, helps me visualize, but also helps me release. It helps me, it helps me, I think, stay sane, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I got two of, uh, Brit's journals and I'm going to end up getting more and I'm probably going to end up getting some of his gifts, but like, they're Yay. so beautiful. And like, yeah. I mean, and obviously like we all talk about, um, I'll put the website and everything, your shop by Brit, um, site, but oh my God, it, it feels like, it was made for me, even though it was uh, which is the goal, but that's the thing, like yeah. talk about in terms of just letting go of like what I'm trying to create. I love just making them and hoping that they resonate with someone. And like I've had people be like, I like you just said, like I really feel like I made this, you made this for me, and they're all one of a kind, like no two exist. So I do feel like I did make it for you. Yeah. I didn't know at the time, but like <laughs> I'm so glad and I mean, it all stemmed from me when, cause I'm a journaler. I love to journal and I have my whole life. And so I just reached a point where I was like, I want to have something like powerful on this notebook because it's going to inform like how I feel when I write in it or just inspire me or things like that. So it really became this thing that felt, um, so good to give people. And now it's, it's kind of surreal to have, I mean, I obviously know you, but especially just like strangers who have purchased them and love them. And I'm like, whoa, this is so crazy that they like exist out there now. And it's been a weird thing for me to, during this pandemic, feel so connected to that art form and not acting, you know? Mm -hmm. And so people have already asked me like, oh, well, are you like quitting acting? I'm like, no, I'm just doing this right now. And I'm really trying to make it so that my journals can be my side hustle because I very much enjoy doing it. And I think like, that's also such a big struggle for most artists is like finding this side job that will pay the bills. And I think a lot of us during the pandemic are now like, well, how can I use other artistic skills to potentially make money? Because I did waitressing, I did childcare and I'm really over it. You know, I'm just like, it's this weird thing to have to reckon with as an artist where you're like, okay, but what in the world am I going to do to make money? And it's sad that we can't easily make money just doing the thing. And I guess now I'm just doubling down on the artist thing, trying to like just do it all artistically. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, which is, I mean, it's, it's interesting that in a way um, it's forced you to tap into a different 
part of your creativity because yeah. it's all creating, but it's, it's allowed you, yeah, to like tap into another part and express yourself, you know, through this, because you are creating a different experience with each and every one of these journals because like yes. you said, no two are alike. So that's, it's, it's like very interesting and like almost poetic and beautiful in a way. Like, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I hope so. Yeah. It's, it's something I didn't necessarily, it's just been this evolving thing because it's, it is vulnerable still, you know, to put it out there, but because it's not my person, it, it's a lot easier for me to just try different things. And that's been the weirdest thing to understand is like, wow, I feel so much more comfortable and like fulfilled and I don't even have to like make a schedule cause I'm just doing it. I'm creating it. It's coming naturally versus like, how come I can't apply the same level of, you know, um, productivity to like my acting stuff, but it's like, it doesn't bring me the same joy. It doesn't, um, like my other, my journal stuff doesn't like scare me all the time. I don't feel as vulnerable, you know, it's just, it's different. It's so different and yet it's still so fulfilling. So it's, I'm in this like weird limbo where I'm not really creating actor wise but creating so much just like artist wise so now I'm at the point where if someone was like what do you do I'd just be like I'm an artist and if they were like what kind of are you I'd be like acting and collaging (laughs) doubling down I'm like I'm an artist yeah you know just an artist (laughs) no but like like we said before it's like owning it empowering yourself and just being like yeah like you you are an artist like yeah you are like I don't think you know anybody could deny that and I mean, I think, you know, we have to give ourselves permission to, to claim that like crazy. Cause like, for example, I bought the domain name, brittanyhalls.com when I was a senior in college, which was in 2011. And I didn't make my actor website until last year in 2019. So I always joke and say like, it took me like eight years and two hours to make my website. Cause that's really all it took <laughs> is two hours. But like I was dragging ass on it so much because it just represented something that felt like so important, but like scary. And I don't like I didn't have enough. I don't have what it takes, all of this crap. And then it's like, boom, I made my like Etsy page like a month after I decided I wanted to. Like, I don't I'm still grappling with like, how am I so resistant with the actor stuff? Like, why am I like so scared still? Or it's just so not even necessarily, I guess it is all fear-based, but just like, why can't I apply any of that ease that I have with my art stuff to the acting stuff? And it drives me crazy. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder, like, I feel like it must mean something different to you on a really, like, yeah. integral level. Um, yeah. And I mean, only you would know what that is, but there, there is, yeah there's something like you said, fear-based there about what, like what it means to you. Cause it's something, probably something very precious to you. It's so precious. And it's also like, what do you do when you don't want to play the game that you have to play? You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing too, is I know what the industry looks like. And although there's like different pioneers of it, it's everyone's trickling through the same system. And it's like, I don't know how to grapple with the fact that I don't want to be involved in that system in that way. And it sucks. Cause it's like, so then I just what have to decide I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. You know? So I'm still in this point where I'm like, oof, can I find my little way in there that feels authentic and natural? Like I hope, but I don't know. And so I think I get so resistant to have to like 
do the things that people say you have to do when it feels so inauthentic and unnatural to me. Yeah, man, I totally get that. And that can be incredibly hard, I think, to, yeah, to reconcile because you, you could possibly feel like you have to give up parts of yourself in order to conform. And it's like, who wants to do that? But then there might be people telling you, you need to look at the bigger picture. Exactly. Some, you know, objectivity, which for me is like so hard <laughs> to be yes. objective. A lot of times when things feel that personal, like that much at stake, you're like, no, but this totally. is me. Like I, I can't be objective about me. Like, <laughs> Also like they need to just teach a course. Like I took, I, as I said, I took a lot of acting classes. I never had a class that was like, you got to learn how to talk about yourself. You got to learn how to find that balance between complimenting yourself but not coming off as arrogant, but selling who you are, but not forced. It's just like, ugh, it's so exhausting. Like even <laughs> if anybody does go to my actor website, like my about me is just like words. I hate the whole idea of being like, I grew up on the countryside. It's like, nobody wants to fucking hear that. But yet it's part of the game to be like, you have to put your bio. And it's just like, what is this? Like, it's just, we don't learn that. That is something that is so unnatural. And like, yeah. I think that it comes naturally to some people who just have this like hustle instinct. And like, I don't want to say no shame because there shouldn't be shame, but it's just like the pushiness of it all is really intense sometimes mm -hmm. as an actor. And I have to just be like so pushy and in people's face, but then try to pretend to be like, really humble too. It's just really yeah. humble it's, for me. It's a, it's a hard balance. One that I haven't found, like I feel that way whenever, you know, I have to compose like a cover letter whenever, oh, <laughs> you know, exactly. I'm single. So like whenever I'm, I'm on like a dating app, like I just, I abhor, like, it sucks. To, you know, sort of quantify who I am. And then the other part of me is like, are you struggling with this because you're struggling with who you are? Like, do you know yeah. who you are? Is that why you're finding it so hard? I don't think it is. It's sort of like tangible thing, but it's all, but it's also like, you know, it feels sometimes almost reductive to be like, exactly. Like I'm going to take these little bits of me that you may be interested in to sort of prove some sort of point. It's like, I just want you to see the whole of me. Exactly. And like, Plus it kind of goes back to that idea of like, you can't claim something unless someone else has done it. So it's like, if I say I'm X, Y, and Z, then I'm worried that someone's gonna be like, oh yeah, like you're sassy. Who told you you're sassy? <laughs> you know, cause that's the kind of shit you were, they're like, no, you're type. Like, and I'm like, I'm bold, I'm sassy. I'm and I just like hate being reduced to that. And with the fear that someone's then going to be like, you know, we're having to like prove it. It's just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you're absolutely right. It's, it's gross. I feel like I wish we could get rid of that. I wish we can get rid I of do that. Too. Or, or like, let's teach it. Like let's yeah. as a society, cause the cover letter, it's like who in the world doesn't want to throw up when they know they have to write a cover letter. And it's like, if we all collectively feel that, why the fuck do we have cover letters a or B like, why isn't that a class in high school? Like learning yeah. how to talk about yourself in a way that's like professional and like humble, but like confident. It's just kind of an impossible task. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without you. Cause I feel like, like we said, you end up being reductive and you end up looking and sounding like everybody else. And there goes your individuality. There goes what you feel is yeah. uniquely you. 
because you have to make it in a way, you have to put yourself in a way that's digestible to others. And it's like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Another thing with acting that I hated was like, as I was saying, so many people would come in and talk and stuff. And I kid you not, like every casting director, every like, you know, screenwriter, whatever would come in and be like, so here's the thing about the industry. Like you have to follow the rules. Like there are rules and you have to follow them. And then 10 minutes later, it'd be like, oh yeah, and then this actor, and it would be like some superstar, I'd be like, they didn't follow the rules, and it really worked. And it's like, so what the hell is it? It's like, basically people were like, you have to follow the rules unless you don't follow the rules in the right way. And it's just impossible, because it's like, I'm also more of a rule follower in terms of like, if a casting director says like, don't call, I'm not going to call. But then I hear stories where they're like, and they called and called and called and they got the part. And it's just, it's, it really is so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Exactly. Plus, I don't know if you've ever gotten this way about writing or whatever, but like, then do you ever get in your head of like, oh my God, well, if I piss off this one person, then my like fake career is over, you know? And I'm like, my career hasn't even started, but I'm worrying about bothering one person and them smearing my name across the industry when it's like, I'm not even a name. Like, I don't know, but this is the, these are the thoughts that go on in my head. No, those are the thoughts that I have. Because as soon as you said, you know, I, they say don't call, so I don't call, but then I think about calling and then I'm like, but what if you called? And then they, they tell everybody that you, yeah. you're a caller and you, and you didn't, you, and you were just trying to get the job, but now you're a caller exactly. and now nobody wants to work with you (laughs) that is how the arts also works that is messed up is like it's not always that way but it can be that way where one person says something bad and then someone doesn't want to take a chance on you yeah yeah it's like uh it is it does work I think operating that like who you who do you know sort of like field which is like unfortunate because that is no basis of like talent and like commitment and like what someone can bring and provide, you know, based on like how well they're able to schmooze and mingle with people. Um, but that's a huge part of it, you know? And I think like even getting like mentorships, getting internships, like even if you are involved in the arts, it's like, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge thing. And it's like, it's that, it's that deep breath. Like, oh, it's, it's a mess. But um, before we head to a break, I do want to ask you, though, like, so your one woman shows, like, do you feel like doing them, writing them, like acting, like creating them? Was that your way of creating your own path, uh, like sort of like subverting all the things that you've been told about, you know, the in- industry and making it? Kind of. Yeah, because in addition to everyone who came and spoke with us, like, saying, you know, all the like realities of the business, they also then said like, it's important to create your own work. So that was something I always knew. But I think for a really long time, I was like searching for a collaborator, I felt like I didn't have the skill set to do it by myself. And then it just like reached a boiling point a few years ago, where I was like, I'm gonna just do this. And it actually was because the improv theater that I had studied with, um, and then performed at, they have a thing every year called SoloCom, which is like a solo performance festival. So I was like, this will be great. I'll sign up for this and like have a deadline because I'm not good at setting my own deadlines. But if someone else gives me a deadline, I will super adhere to it. So that's when I first did the show. And it was sort of like a challenge to myself and just a, a way 
to be like, maybe I don't need a collaborator, you know? And so that's when I did my first one. And, um, I did an episode of I Love Lucy playing all the characters. So that was like my first one. Yeah. So that one was like a huge feat. But then after that one, I was like, well, I didn't technically write that. Like I, I took the script. So then it was like important for me to write another one. And then I just sort of, I felt so accomplished for the first time in a long time once I finished and performed that first one woman show that I was like, I just want to keep doing this. And then I wanted to like write my own. So then I, the next one I did was, um, I did a, a Courtney Cox biopic in the style of a lifetime original drama. So it was just like totally out of off the wall. And that was actually a really good example where I don't know the title came to me first. So one day I was just like, Oh my God, Lifetime presents I'll be there for you the Courtney Cox story. I don't know why it came to me but it just yeah. did. And again the rumination phase lasted a few months and every single person I told the idea to was like is that going to be funny? Like no one really got it. Yeah. And I remember having that period of doubt of being like shit like I shouldn't make this like no one's thinking this is gonna be funny but then I just like pushed through and it's just like the funniest thing I've ever created everybody you know who saw it really enjoyed it I was so proud of myself for writing it so I guess I was doing them to I call it like myth busting where these myths I have about myself of like you're lazy like you don't finish projects you're not creative like all this stuff like I feel like I do those projects to like myth bust my own mind to be like you have this tangible thing that you've proven that you can do like no more saying those nasty things about yourself kind of vibes yeah because the issue is like with both the lucy one and actually i did take the lucy one to a theater last year in the summer and i got paid like the most i've ever gotten paid to do this show but I also technically didn't have the rights to that Lucy script. So like, and then even with the Courtney Cox one, like I've done it a few times and had good audiences, but like, I don't have the rights to her life. So I'm like now in this next phase of like, okay, the next one I write has to be void of any like copyright issues. Oh, yeah. so I actually make money, but I guess it's weird. Cause I realized I'm so inspired by television, obviously with these two. And I really just like love kind of, being like whimsical about things that already exist, which is like a very specific way to create that sometimes I'm like, is this ever going to work if I'm kind of like taking inspiration from like other people's lives or whatever, but I'm still trying to like figure out a way to, to make it more like monetarily in my benefit. But yeah, I'd say those shows really stemmed out of a, a, a need to prove to myself that like I didn't need anybody else to do it. Yeah. Wow. I think that's awesome. And again, I'm stealing the myth busters thing. You're like, (laughs) I preach myth busting. Like, I think it's so important because I think it's important for us to recognize that so many of those negative thoughts are myths. Like they really are not true. And you can like prove that they're not by doing stuff, but it's like, it's so easy. I mean, I'm for years was telling myself you can't create and blah, blah, blah. And like, to do those things is so powerful and it can be something really small too. But I do think if you're an artist who feels like they can never complete anything, which is how I felt, it's so important to just get real with yourself and be like, you got to fucking complete something so you can just get over this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I've, and I'm, 
I said, I'm taking it because I've felt that exact same way. I've told myself those exact same things of like, you're lazy, like, or like, you just never complete anything. Like, why do you lack diligence? Just like getting on myself, like, why don't you just be consistent? And it's just like, um, and then forgetting, like, you know, if you do four years of, you know, college, university, that's four years of consistent work, consistent study, consistent, you know, you know, trying to perfect your craft or even grow one because you're learning at that stage. And I'm like, And then I step back and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) what do you mean you don't do anything, you know? Exactly. Like, and that's the other thing too is I think it's really important for artists who have chosen a training route. Like, again, I'm not knocking people that haven't, but I do think it's important that when you have put that much time into it that you realize, like, I'm trained. Like, I have knowledge on this that is real. Like, I, I have a degree. Like, I had to pass classes to attain this so it's like sometimes that's also something that I have to remind myself of is like when I'm super doubtful or what it's like but I have training to rely on like that's not for nothing you know and I think it's easy especially in school when you're going to school for something creative because you're comparing yourself to the other people and then you get out into the real world and people are like your degree doesn't even mean shit and you're like okay great I just worked my ass off but okay it doesn't mean anything (laughs) Um, it's important to remind yourself that like, you know, more than you think, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you did it under your specific set of circumstances, which look different than everybody's. And so I, I absolutely love that. And I'm going to keep reminding myself of that. And I feel like similar to you, like, well, first before, um, I didn't get a chance to see the, um, I'll be there for you. The, the Courtney Cox, oh, the Courtney Cox yes. person, but I did watch it on YouTube. Oh, yay. What? fucking hilarious it was so funny like I I was cracking up I was like how the fuck did she think of this like (laughs) it's so weird right like that's what I'm saying it was so I felt so glad that I just kept to this idea because it is bonkers but like Uh, it's funny it's funny and it worked so I'm so proud of that show, especially like if anybody has ever seen a Lifetime movie, I yeah. mean, they're that insane. Yeah, so. it was so funny. And I I know next to nothing about Courtney Cox other than she used to be married to David. And that's because like, I'm not, you know, don't stone me for this, but like, I'm not a Courtney, like I'm not a friends person. Yeah, I don't blame you. Enjoy the show. So. Yeah. So, but I felt like I knew. How you know so much, right? <laughs> And there's certain things about her life that were real that when I was researching, I was like, oh, this is writing itself. Like, yeah. dad's like, name is Dick Cox. Her mom's name is Courtney Cox. Like, it's so weird. There's so many. David Arquette was a wrestler at one point. Like, what? It was, it, so it was just so funny. So thank you for watching. No, so- you're welcome. I'm also in the show notes. I will put the link to the to her, to Britney's YouTube and like specifically to, to, to that one. It's children. short. It's like, well, I guess 30 minutes sounds like forever, but for a no, theatrical it, piece, it's short. It, pass, it passes so quickly because it's yeah. so funny. And, think, and I think like, you know, the fact that you managed to put humor into all elements of it because it is a woman woman show. So like you're doing everything and like even just the way that you would grab the paper and it would have the year on it and you would just like flutter it and run across the stage. And yeah. <laughs> every, you everything, you, like you, you utilize every second 
Yeah, that thank was, like, you. So incredible. Like, it was so funny. And I was like, I was like, holy shit. Because I, I had never seen you act in anything. Before. Right. I like, I think Brittany is really good. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Yes. So you back it up. I'm a good actor, everybody. <laughs> and, then, you know, and then after that, like, I, then I just started being nosy. And then I watched. Um, <laughs> Um, it was, it was like a, a short that you did, um, on the rooftop with like, oh yeah, with the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. That was so funny too. I, I like, I just love when like people can take like, sort of like things that we all do in everyday life, but like put it in a certain like circumstance or context that just makes it funny. Cause we're like, we do do that. And like, yes. that is so almost ridiculous that we all do that, but yes. like that is what we do. And then it just like amps up the the funny, but, um, but yeah, I, I love, I loved it. Well, I was thank like, you. Oh. it's also, I'm so happy. I pay $16 a month for that <laughs> website. And I'm like, Oh, someone looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I have not been promoting it for a while. So that's extremely exciting that next time I go to my Squarespace, it'll be like, you had a visitor. Yeah. <laughs> You will. Um, and yeah, and I'm going to put also like your website in here. So like we could all like visit and just like show some love and just like watch it. Like it is, it's just funny. Like if you just need to laugh and, and you just, you know, want to get out of your head for a little bit. And also you want to support, you know, artists because that's what this is all about. I think like definitely, um, definitely do it. But I, I feel like there was another point that I was going to make that I like kind of forgot because I got so excited talking about um, how funny the show was like, I'm trying to remember because you were saying something that reminded me of something else. And now I lost. I don't even remember what we were saying. I don't even remember. All the compliments have gone to my head. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That might be the perfect place to end it. And then we'll just. Yeah, let's go on a high note. I'm feeling great. Validated and confident. Yeah, so we'll be right back with the roundup. All right, and we're back from our last and final break, and it is now time for the roundup. This is the time in the show where we wrap up what we've discussed, maybe even learn from our talk today, and this will also be the space for listener letters and feedback. Should anyone want to write into the show, share their own experiences at the Brownstone Podcast at gmail.com, and I'll read them out on the show. So, <laughs> and I guess to uh, sort of close it out, so what are some projects that you are working on or developing? Um, that you could just like tell us about that we can look forward to. Yeah. Well, I want to do a final one woman show about that has something to do with television. Cause I feel like I did the Lucy one. I did the lifetime one. So now I feel like, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm leaning more towards like a bachelor type show. I was just about to say reality show. Right yeah. <laughs> So tackling, which goes so well into our celebrity conversation, um, thinking about that, but that will be like way, way off. I'm in the rumination phase of that. Um, but right now, yeah, I'm working on editing, um, and finishing like co-producing this web series that my partner and I did. And it's called the thing with Jed. Um, it's not anywhere yet, but it will be on my website. It'll be on my YouTube, which is brittanyhalls.com. Um, I would say just Google Brittany Halls, but NYU has a dorm called Brittany Hall. So my Google is completely fucked for the rest of my life unless I become like a celebrity. So you have to like straight up go to my website, which is Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, 
Halls, H-A-L-L-S.com. That has all my clips and that will have the web series and I have a YouTube page and all that kind of jazz. Um, so those are the two things I'm working on. I'm also, so one thing that I'm just going to put out there to hold myself accountable, like I really want to do five second impressions of really obscure things. So it'll be so, or maybe even like three seconds, but I keep like having this idea of just creating online content as everyone's like you have to and I really want to just do a bunch of like three second impressions that might not even necessarily be like that good but are just super goofy and like compiled into like if I did 10 impressions in 30 seconds or something so that's something that hopefully will be up on my website soon as well because I just want to like try to myth bust a little bit I just want to try to myth bust a little bit like that idea too of online content being so like scary and terrible so maybe that too and then my journals I have an Instagram for that called made by Brit shop two t's on the Brit and that has all my journals and a link to my Etsy page and I do commissions and I'm obviously very excited about that so please hit me up on that yes 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 everyone I will um as I've said before I will have in the show notes um the link to Brittany's um actor website the link to her Etsy shop um and also I will I found out that I can also add the, the link to like your Instagram for your shop as well oh, I just discovered that so <laughs> learning new things every day um yeah I'll have all that and like I'm I'm super looking forward to like the web series that you're putting together with your partner it sounds super I know it'll be interesting I know it'll be funny like I know it'll be good because I've seen your work and it's hilarious and I'm also like really excited for the one woman show I yes reality like reality dating shows have been my new like guilty go-to Same. pleasure Same. Um, married at first sight the bachelor 90 yes. fiance like give me it all i will eat it up yes married at first sight definitely i became obsessed with uh love island uk oh my god same which is insane because there's like 80 hour long episodes of it and i was just watching it all also dare you to try to watch that show and not talk in an english accent impossible oh my god (laughs) there's so much good of that my friend for my birthday actually got me one of the love island water bottles like with name on it yeah so I just walk around acting like I'm on Love Island constantly that is so cool I'm gonna do that because I in my head even though I know I can't swear that I could be on that show and do like a good job whatever yes (laughs) oh my god you just gotta be willing to walk around in a bathing suit and that like mic necklace yeah yeah that is where I always get stuck where especially during the um selection process like I'm just like you need to stand there in a baby suit and heels literally somebody choose me I'm and there's like, never any butts on the girls on or, or like the girls bathing suit so it's pretty exposing <laughs> it's pretty exposing with the heels I'm like Ooh. and then people are still not getting picked I'm like how <laughs> I know I know it's so crazy. Everybody go watch Love Island. It's so good. Yeah, I said that we'll come back for a, a sesh. We'll dive into that. But yeah, I am looking so forward to everything that you have coming out. And I just want to say thank you again. Thank you so much for doing this, for giving me of your time. We've been at this for like over two hours now, and I appreciate you. But I feel like we've had really interesting and insightful conversations that I hope, you know, people are able to take something from. Yeah. And just thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I'm glad to see this is, you've already myth busted. You have a podcast, so you're well on your myth busting way. 
Yeah, yeah, and I hope to keep going. So thank you again for that and for the period of rumination, which yes. I'm also going to use. Everybody confident <laughs> in their rumination phase. Exactly, rumination phase. And yeah, guys, so that will be it for today's show. Um, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your pods. And you can also follow the show on all social media platforms and the ads will be in the show notes um, as always. So thank you and stay tuned for next week's show. Bye.